0: Love Talk Radio He was up each morning With the dawn Because he knew His daily run Was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train Down the track Determination, he would never lack the little locomotive called Braid Train Freddy.
1: Hi, everyone. <coughs> Welcome to Getting On Top.
0: <coughs>
1: Excuse me. Uh, I'm Paul Morris. I'm your host. And we're here Tuesdays now from 4 to 4.30 p.m. That's East Coast time. And we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York. If you are out of town, that's just the northern suburbs of New York City, my hometown. And uh, if you have, if someone would like to call in with a question, I'm not going to have any guests. I'm going to be uh, talking myself about time today. If someone has a question or comment, I'll be happy to uh, respond and answer as well as I can. And that call-in number is 1-347-215-9456. And um, if someone would like to find out more about me, Paul Morris, I am
0: an
1: emotional healing practitioner. means I heal emotional trauma. I have a technique I developed. I also help people with depression, which, in fact, is caused by an emotional trauma on or about birth. And if someone would like to hear more about uh read about what I do, you can go to depressives anonymous dot org. That's depressives anonymous, like alcoholics anonymous, press depressives anonymous dot org. And there's a lot of information there. Pictures and uh I think you'll you'll get the total idea of what really caused depression and how it can be cured. Also, uh, that ditty was Freight Train Freddy, sung by Peter Tezon. Peter is the illustrator of my book by the same name. It's about a 19th century uh, steam engine as it goes through the uh, West. Uh, Harrowing adventures. It's all rhyme. It's a rhyming uh, story. So any child would like to hear the rhymes, uh, but you know, for someone to understand, I'd say six to twelve, something like that. But it doesn't really matter. It's a beautiful book with beautiful uh, pictures. If someone would like to see the beautiful pictures Peter drew or read some of the rhyming verse that I wrote. You can go to ftfcreations.com. That's ftf as in Freight Train Freddy Creations. Dot .com you can get the uh ebooks for 2.99 for the Kindle or the iPad uh the iPad also comes with the complete song um, from Peter and you could also purchase the uh soft covered version uh which uh, would make a great Christmas or Hanukkah gift so check it out today we're going to talk about time you know, I think about these things a lot. I read science. Uh, I started as, a, as an engineer out of college many, many years ago. <clears throat> and um, my hobby, to, one of my hobbies is to kind of figure out about these science, scientific concepts. And I think one of the ways to really understand something like that that's so esoteric and many people no one really is willing to uh, take a stab at defining because it's it's so difficult to. Uh, <clears throat> it's to understand that every it's all one thing, meaning the spirit world and the whole physical world is really all part of the same thing. Just like water, ice, and steam are all parts of the same. Uh, phenomenon, or parts of uh, the same thing, which is water. It's just a different form. And um, once you get that, everything, things become a lot easier to understand. And I'm going to talk about that today. <clears throat> How the, uh, the other side, if you will, the spirit world, okay, and the real physical world, real, although People who believe more in in spirit believe that this is that's the real world, and, and this is really kind of a uh, an illusion, if you will. So, regardless, it's real enough. You now, good things feel good, and bad things hurt, and uh, so we'll call it both real, a different reality. Except the other side, if you will, is at a higher vibration. Everything vibrates. We know that. We know atoms vibrate. That's a fact. And uh, light vibrates. And if light is within our realm, where we could see it, it's within certain vibrational range, uh, within the ultraviolet and ultra-red uh, range. And sound as well. Sound is in Vibrates within a certain range; we could hear it. Otherwise, we can't. Uh, when we have dog whistles, which is a little higher range, dogs can hear; we can't hear. So, anyway, everything vibrates in the universe and spins. By the way, as well. <clears throat> so let's get back to time, the topic. And in my introduction, it's about time. Time is time, our friend, or does it work against us? The most important aspect in most negotiations, in fact, is time. Hopefully it's on our side. That's a fact. Time's arrow moves only in one direction that's forward and why does time- why does time exist in the universe? I'm going to answer that question uh and where and where does it not exist? Albert Einstein said. Time is what prevents everything from happening at once. Einstein, of course, was right. uh, That's why he's a genius. (laughs) But what does that mean exactly? And I will explain that as we go on during the broadcast. And why why is losing track of time so important and a good thing? I'm going to explain that as well. Okay. I wrote a, a piece for E-Zine, uh magazine, <clears throat> and I wrote a number of articles there about 13. <clears throat> and this one's about time, and I'll start off the show by reading it. It's called Time's Slave. Time is an enigma. Very few of us would argue uh, with that simple statement. But why is it so? It's so pervasive. It affects everyone and everything. According to Einstein, again, it is the fourth dimension that makes up the so-called space-time continuum. At best, it's difficult to define. Some would say, most would say, impossible. But I'm going to take a crack at it anyway. Wouldn't be the first time I went out on a limp. To me, time is a measurement of change. If nothing changes in our perception then there is no perception of time passing so that's the way i define time if you will <clears throat> time especially with the advent of the ability of precisely measuring and displaying it pretty much runs the lives of most of us who reside in advanced societies at least we are advanced in the sense of technology it appears on the on the surface at least to be Fairly straightforward. We have so many seconds, minutes, hours in a day, and so many days, weeks, and months in a year, and so on and so forth, and it goes on, all relentlessly ticking away, while defining the, the extent of our fragile existence. It all appears pretty harmless on the surface, but perhaps there is something hiding just beneath, just beneath, that we all could profit from understanding. What is this sinister aspect that I'm alluding to? The mental discomfort and frustration we experience from watching the clock. We've all had that experience, of course, when we weren't doing what we like, either sitting in a classroom or being, you know, someplace where we didn't want to be. We even have expressions illustrating the phenomenon, such as watching. The kettle, uh, a watched kettle never boils. Einstein even, again, <laughs> one of my favorite people, as you noticed, <clears throat> had a quip to describe relativity <clears throat> in relation to time. And he said, when a man sits with a pretty girl for an hour, it seems like a minute. But w- but let him sit on a hot stove for a minute, then it's longer than any hour. That's Relativity. Einstein actually made that quote. It's a real quote. You could check it out. <laughs> he had a sense of humor as well. He actually said that. So perhaps time is not neutral at all. Who has waited in line at some store or an event or in a doctor's office or in traffic or just had time to spend and was acknowledged not to waste it? Did it mean you feel that in some kind it was some kind of unpleasant burden this time? Why is it so? Why does it burden us? And if it were truly neutral, why would we feel this way? Something to think about. And I'm going to give you some hints on why that's the case. Continuing on <clears throat> with my essay... A little story of time, a little story of timekeeping may be instructive to this point. For those in the 20th century and later, it may seem strange, but even though timekeeping is a fa- has a fairly long history, the precision with which we have kept time lately has a fairly brief history. The first requirement to truly measure time precisely was four chronometers used at sea developed in the late 1600s for navigation but determining longitude of a ship in order to establish its location in the vast ocean latitude by the way was much easier to uh to learn <clears throat> and there's a book written about this it's called a longitude by a woman named Dava Sobel. D-A-V-A-S-O-B-E-L. And in this, I read the book. It's an excellent book. And uh, in this story, which actually happened uh, in England, you know, which was a great sea-faring nation at the time, still is, uh, they had a terrible, in the, in the late 1600s, they had a terrible accident when a boat was coming toward, you know, into shore there and it, it wrecked the whole boat and and the boat uh you know went under and a lot of people lost their lives and and a lot of uh, cargo was lost and people lost money and so on. So the king uh was going p- said he would pay okay the crown of England would pay 20,000 pounds sterling to anyone who could solve this problem and the problem was to know where you were, with longitude and latitude, so you wouldn't have those accents anymore. And $20,000, 20,000 pounds, even today, is nothing to sniff at. It's about $30,000. But back then, it was like a million dollars. I mean, it was a tremendous amount of money, tremendous amount of money. And uh, in the book, uh, this clockmaker actually was the one who solved it. And uh, if you want to know more about it, could read latitude by longitude by Davis Anyway, it's a very interesting story. It took him like twenty years. Continuing on, the basic problem with time is that its presence often bothers us when it, when we are not filling it with something worthwhile, even if we are not watching the clock. And if we are not busy, it could be said that we have time on our hands. Why should that bother us? But it does. It often does. You know, people who retire, I'm old enough to be retired. I mean, I'm not doing nine to five anymore, but I do the show and I have a, a practice, an emotional healing practice. But, uh, you know, a lot of people who retire from their work have problems because they have so much time on their hands. So that's interesting, and you'll understand more about that as they go through this Uh, through the presentation, why that's an issue. Why might that be? Perhaps it's our attitude that is at fault. If we let time run our lives, then it is our master or mistress, if you prefer. But regardless of its gender, if it is running our lives, then perhaps we are its slaves. Okay. So let's talk about time. Let's talk about the introduction here. Is time our friend of foe, and so on. Time's arrow goes forward, we all know that. It just keeps moving on. Okay, so why this, let's get to the first question. Why does time exist in the universe, and where does it not exist? Okay, well, I started the show by talking about the spirit world, if you will, and I don't mean ghosts and all that stuff, I'm not going to get into that, but... The other side, where we came from, and where we go after we die. Yes, we all go there, whether we're good or bad. Uh, there are there are uh, uh, dark uh, dark uh, entities. It's called. My first teacher, many years ago, taught me this. Dark entities are these horrible, horrible people with no consciences, and you know they murder and rape and do all horrible things. And they don't go to heaven. They just recycle back in. I guess they're there to keep us on our toes. But, you know, for the rest of us, yeah. Uh, We come from the other side. We go back to the other side. And uh, on the other side, there is no time. So that's where it does not exist. On the other side, there is no time and no space. All right? But on this side, in this physical world, as we call it, there is time and space. And why is that so? Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you one reason why, and that is something called an event. Now, what's an event? An event is something that takes place at a certain time in a certain place. Right? You'll, you'll meet someone for lunch. You may go to a concert or a movie. You may do anything. You may play tennis. You may just, be, you know, be at the supermarket. You're at a certain place at a certain time, you as an individual. Others may be there as well, but that's an event. An event is defined by a time and a place, right? I'll meet you at the quadrangle at 3 p.m. today or tomorrow or Sunday or whatever, okay? So that defines an event. What does that mean? Why is it important? Well, the reason that's important is if you understand we're here, we were born into this life, and we decided to be, so <clears throat> all you people that may be unhappy with your existence, okay, you're part of it. You made the decision to come here, to so try to make the best of it, try to learn from your mistakes, I'm trying to have courage to change, which we're here to change, by the way. I'm not trying to get preachy. I apologize if I am, but that happens to be the fact. We make a plan. We say we need to learn certain things in this lifetime. And, I'm, you know, I didn't make this up. I read this, and it's well known that, you know, it's called the, the Earth School. <clears throat> so we decide to come here and learn certain things, certain lessons. They say we pick our parents and all that because they will lead us and give us certain hang-ups. So we'll try to overcome them or whatever it might be because of it. And uh, that will lead us down a certain path. And down this pathway is most likely we will encounter certain situations, people, and so on that will help us learn the lessons we're here to learn. Okay? Now, it's not perfect. We have free will, remember. it's The analogy is like uh, if you plan a vacation, right, you know that you're going to, you know, maybe go into Europe and you're going to hit five particular uh, cities in uh, Spain or or in France or in Britain or wherever, or five different countries. Okay, let's say one week, one country, whatever it might be, or one day, one city. So we lay out that plan. We're going to stay at certain hotels. We might, you know, eat at certain restaurants. But you can't plan every detail out so things happen along the way (laughs) and that's the same as life you know we may plan out that we're going to meet certain people or marry certain people or have certain children and things like that but you can't plan every moment and hopefully if we plan right we're going to be in situations where we can learn certain lessons and that is an event that's why we need an event a time and a place so, at a certain time or place, something happens to us. Okay? We may be hurt by someone physically or emotionally. Or something else may happen. We may have an opportunity to help somebody. All right? Whatever it might be. In that time, we have, because we have free will, we have the opportunity to take the high road. And by taking the high road, by doing the right thing, the best thing. We learn a lesson. We all know it's right and wrong, okay? We learn a lesson. We may change. Maybe we never put ourselves out before for someone else, but this time we did. So that might change us, and maybe we we're trying to learn that lesson, okay? Or someone hurts us, and we forgive them. We don't strike back, all right? And maybe that makes us grow emotionally, and uh, we learn. You know, we can learn from that or as things go, and it may not be a particular moment, but over a particular portion of time that we may be with someone or be be doing a certain thing, and we may just, you know, overcome our struggle. Or time could be, like, for instance, I wanted to go to a certain college and be an engineer, City College New York, as it was, which I did go to, and I did become an engineer. And I did go, you know, work at Pratt Winnie Aircraft where I wanted to work, so but I worked for it. I worked I worked for it throughout high school and throughout college. <clears throat> so the time element, I didn't say I want it and it happened. I had to work for it. And time was involved in that. And it was a great satisfaction for me to, to attain that. Okay, and it, it it taught me, you know, that it's worthwhile working for something. And uh, it's important to make sacrifices—the uh, sacrifice of momentary pleasure for a long-term goal, which it was. <clears throat> my, so you know, time helps us. And let me just explain, in case people don't know—probably most people don't. On the other side, if you will, when you think something, it is—it happens. It's it, the thought and the event, or the thought. The thing happening, all one and the same. If you think you're playing golf, you're playing golf. If you think you're eating apple pie, you're eating apple pie. If you think you're flying in a plane, you're flying in a plane. Whatever you think actually uh, is, okay? But here, it's not that way. We have time and space in a way. So we have to negotiate that. So that's the difference. Why time is here and where it's not, Okay. And that brings us to uh, Einstein's brilliant. I never, and actually, I I didn't. I was looking for an uh, an expression about time, and I I I read a lot about Einstein. I didn't know this one existed, so I really uh, loved uh, reading it. Time is what prevents everything from happening at once. I mean, what a brilliant statement! And and when you think about it, that's what it is because on the other side everything is at once everything is there and everything happens actually at once so uh on this side it doesn't it, you know things things go in a sequence of events and uh, so that answers uh, those questions oh okay well and why is losing track of time so important oh great that's very very important very important there was a book I read a number of years ago, and it's called Flow, F-L-O-W. You know, like water flowing, time flowing, F-L-O-W. It's a wonderful book. And it's about, it, it, when it was written by this um, professor from uh University of Chicago, it was called Peak Performance. So when you perform at your peak, it's called, you're in a flow state. And that is absolutely true. <clears throat> if you watch any athlete uh, perform, you know they are not thinking about time. <laughs> they are involved completely in what's going on. <clears throat> and anybody who does anything, any kind of work, hobby, anything like that, things that you really enjoy, you get lost in it. And the, and the the, re, the way you know you're in the flow state, is that you lose track of time. Okay? Now, why is that? Now, this professor actually is, is a very long name. Sent Mahili is his name, the professor who wrote uh, the book Flow. He didn't explain why that is, that we lose track of time. But I thought a great deal about it, and I do have an answer uh, for you. Okay. And uh, the reason we lose track of time is that on the other side, as I said, everything is in the moment. And people say, be in the moment, be in the moment. That's what it means. All these things are the same. Being in the moment is being in the flow state. And being in the moment is losing track of time. It's all the same. Now, why is it so wonderful? You know, when we get lost in some hobby, something it's great. Or in a movie or, you know, whatever we may be doing. It's always good, right? We're not watching the clock, okay? (laughs) And so that's a good thing. Why is that so? Because being on the other side is heaven. It's heavenly. It feels good. It's our home. It's where we came from. It's where we will return to. So therefore, it's where we feel good. In fact, I'll be writing a book about this called The Paradise Principle which is also a another uh, essay I wrote for Ezine Magazine, where you can find Time Slave as well. E-Zine Magazine, uh, you could Google it. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's a home, and whenever we feel feel like we're there, we feel good. And one of the ways of feeling that way is getting lost in in something we're doing. Okay so that's the same as being on the other side it mimics being on the other side which is which is paradise <laughs> which feels great so that's why we lose track of time because when we're in the moment we are basically maybe in that moment we transcend time and space you see we transcend our our physical experience on earth and that's marvelous it's a wonderful thing and for that moment we flow we flow not only in the sense that healy said but we flow in in the true sense that we that we're open and that's when we we uh we get all the great ideas and when i write and anyone who really writes for and i i write i've written uh, two books and i write essays and other things when I'm in that when I write I'm in the flow, okay? Uh stuff just comes pouring in. Because we're connected. We're in the flow. We're connected to the other side, you see? Our 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 soul. Our soul connects us to the other side. We're gonna be uh anyone who's listening live, we're gonna be cut off in about ninety seconds. So uh and the show will continue. The live feed will stop. If you want to hear the rest of the show, you just go to the archives, uh, fast forward to the end, and you can hear the end of it. But before we uh, stop the live feed, I want to let everyone know, you're listening to Getting On Top on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris, and we're here Tuesdays now from 4 to 4.30 p.m. that's East Coast time. And uh, we're talking about flow today. Uh, I mean time. I'm sorry. We're talking about time. It's about time. So we're in that flow state. We're in the other side. Our soul, which is of the other side, and comes and connects with our body for this life experience. Uh, And when we die, the soul continues and just moves on into the light and travels back to the other side and rests up until it makes another trip to earth if, if it wants to. So while we're writing, writing or creating, you have to be writing. You could be drawing. You could be, you know, creating a dance. You could be doing anything that takes you away from time. You're in a flow, okay? And uh, you're channeling. That's the word I've been trying to remember. You're channeling. And a lot of people say, they didn't write a book; they channeled it well, everybody channels <laughs> whatever you're creating you're channeling, whether you know it or not, okay, but you you know, but it is so it comes from the other side from every place that's why we create from there, but it does it does funnel through us, so it takes on our you know our personality if you will we we give it our little twist, which is wonderful. That's why we're individuals. So even though we channel it, someone channeled the same thing. Someone else, they would have their little twist, their little, uh, you know, way about it. So it's a beautiful thing. Creating is a beautiful thing. It's godlike. That's why it's so beautiful. So that's pretty much it about time. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening. There is one other thing that uh, I want to mention. And that is the reason why time is here. When we try to learn our lesson, again, if we say we want something, it's not there. We want a turkey dinner, for instance, uh, Thanksgiving, if you're listening from the States. Then uh, you either have to buy the turkey and cook it or uh, go out and pay someone at a restaurant to cook it for you or get someone to invite you to their their place to have you know to share that, that time with them whatever it is there's a time you know when I wanted to become an engineer there was a you know many years uh, took me uh, 10 years <laughs> of struggle but I made it uh, to get there and um, so the time as a makes a struggle and struggle when we struggle we learn from our struggle that's why i don't believe in giving people something that they can work for because the struggle is what makes us human what's make, what makes us learn our lessons and 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 honestly why we're here the so struggle is an important part of life but please don't keep people from struggling if you have a kid let them struggle a little when they're doing their homework that's how they learn and get self-esteem and if you if you just do it for them just my advice as a grandfather, just a personal opinion. And then you take away that that wonderful feeling of struggling and, and, and overcoming something. So I'll leave you with that thought. Have a happy Thanksgiving for those in the States and, and for everyone else, stay safe, please. The dangerous world out there these days. And I'll say goodbye and uh, I'll leave you with the uh, entire tune of Freight Train Freddy by Peter Tazone. By now. We'll be back next week.
0: He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready Get his freight train down the track, determination he would never lack. The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Everybody was his friend and they all helped him to the end to keep those freight cars rolling along steady. He never knew what. To expect and was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called
1: Freight Train Freddy Bye, folks.